This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. Hey guys, Jazz here, your human editor. Just a quick one. At the start of the podcast, Jim references another UK-based tabletop podcast called uh, Brits on Bikes. He accidentally calls them Kids on Bikes. That's the system they use. But the podcast is actually called Brits on Bikes. You should check them out. Without further ado, this podcast contains strong language, references to violence, and a whole lot of lore. And you're listening to the Myth Adventurers. Hello. Hello. Um, so, sorry for yet another not a real episode. Yeah, I mean, life is just really getting in the way right now, so... We're here instead. You're stuck with us two tonight. Uh, best two. True. Don't tell the others that. Shit. Hope they don't listen secret. to this. Yeah. Uh, if the rest of you are listening to this, we are the best two. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. Uh, so yeah, we're here to... Uh, Myth adventure. Myth adventure. It just really sounds like you've got a lisp when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, here to talk about myths and legends oh. from... Yeah. A- Ireland, <laughs> that place across the water. Can you say it was Ayrshire? Ayrshire, Ayr- I You're going, you're the one that was meant to do the research for this. We're just taking your words for it. I did, like, there's other stuff that we go through because it gets weird. There are pronunciations Did you? Have you done this thing on Wikipedia where you click the little speaker and, yeah, good, good, excellent. Hopefully we won't butcher too many pronunciations. Anyone who is Irish, please forgive us. Not just for this, just for a lot of things we've done in the podcast. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I am the passenger in this cool adventure. You are the guide. Where are we going? Apart from Ireland, obviously. So, um, we're starting off with a first for the Myth Adventurers. A viewer <laughs> suggestion. It really does sound like you're just lisping. <laughs> Oh dear, I'll get over this maybe halfway through the podcast. Okay, um, a listener request. Yes, so, Ooh. Um, oh, it's on one of the UK tabletop RPG podcast discords. Ah, um, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, the DM of Kids, in ba- uh, Kids on Bikes. Worth Kids a in Bikes? Kids in Bikes, horrendous accident, <laughs> isn't it? Um, overheard oh, the very slight passing of the mentioning of Fian McCumhale in um, when the misadventurers were talking to Kethlin in the castle at Slavity mm-hmm. and pointed out that he is a complete badass and that I must follow him in huge amounts of detail and so the entire first half of this podcast episode came from that. Excellent. Nice. Uh, yeah, also, just a side note, if you ever have any uh, listener requests or suggestions for this or any you know, questions or anything, we're probably going to do a Q&A, Q&A at some point. But uh, yeah, we're always down for suggestions. Uh, give us a message on Twitter or the Discord. I just love this. 
So, not only does Fionn McCumhale sound like an Irish porn star name. <laughs> oh, no. We're starting off strong then, yeah? But, do you know what he's also known as? Mm-hmm. Finn McCool. Firstly, that's excellent. Secondly, that's my wrestling name, so... It's like, I wanted to originally say that in the podcast, but it would sound like a joke. But no, <laughs> honestly, this is his oh, name, that would f- I love him. That would fit so well with the misadventurers, though. Oh, that that's perfect. I love Finn McCall. He's he's my new friend. So, for those who don't know, he was a mythical hunter and warrior of Irish folklore. Also, a giant. An actual giant. An actual giant. I thought you were going to say something like a giant badass, but no, then you just giant stopped. Giant badass and actual and giant. And actual giant. Yeah. Okay. So, he is chronicled, he, and his followers, the Fianna, chronicled mm-hmm. in the Ferian Cycle, which was written by his son, Ocean. Was he also a giant? I don't know. Well, later on we'll get to his wife, who seems to be not a giant. Okay. So, wherever, I don't know how giant genetics works. I think it's a really, you know, underfunded field, so personally. So are we looking at, like, Hagrid-esque half-giant? Maybe he was just really tall. Hmm. Like, really tall, you know? Either way, uh, I'm really glad that his son's, you know, noting all his cool deeds down. So there's three interesting stories uh, from his life that I'm going to focus on. The first, I'm doing more to set the scene of why I love him later on. Mm -hmm. So, to begin with, he had a bit of a weird childhood. His parents eloped. Um, His dad got murdered. Um, his granddad, I think it was, had a prophecy that he would get overthrown mm-hmm. by his own son. So tried before his son, his grandson was born to have his wife, bur- or his daughter, burnt at the stake. Oh, oh, bad. Mm. Um, so when Fionn um, was born, he was kind of shipped away in secret and brought up by various wacky escapades. Nice. So the first one. Um, later on, I think it was in his, like, late zeros, early teens, Mm -hmm. um, he ended up studying under the leprechaun Lake Druid, Fidigas, on the banks of the River Boyne. We've all been there. I wish. You know, that's how I spent my childhood. But don't worry, Finnegas had spent his childhood, or his adulthood, or seven years of it, doing something quite fun. Mm -hmm. If you were stuck by a river for seven years, how would you spend it? Uh, fishing. Um, For what? Gold. Like, become like an old-timey gold panning, you know, thing. We were close with fishing. Um, I I, I just fishing for cool fish, I guess. Very cool fish. In what is the most hunter, not hunter, uh, most Douglas Adams sounding Mm -hmm. thing. He was hunting for the salmon of knowledge. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Um... So, this salmon had gained all the world's knowledge from eating magical hazelnuts from a holy hazel tree. I mean, can we find out where the tree is? I really need Which is what this. I don't understand. If the guy knew there was a holy hazelnut tree somewhere, why didn't he just eat the nuts? Well, if the salmon ate them all, maybe mm. the tree... You know when you like harvest too much from something mm. and then it dies? Maybe the salmon like ate all of it, and then there was so nothing like a left. Tragedy of the Commons when everyone tried to eat too much of it, and then it yeah, kind of died. there's just nothing left. So, the fish. How is the fish eating hazelnuts anyway? I don't know because they're are big. they dropping into the water, I'm, or that's what I'm assuming that they dropped into the water. And that's what, they're not exactly the easiest thing to eat. No. 
I mean, maybe the first one it ate was the knowledge of how to eat hazelnuts mm. more easily, and then it all went from there, really. But seven years later of trying, finally got it. Nice. And then, in one of the slightly dafter moves, was like, I can't be arsed. I've spent seven years hunting this fish. Fionn, cook it for me. But don't eat it because... The first person who eats it gains its knowledge. Why would you why would you say that? Like, oh, at least say it's like dangerous to eat or something, you know, like don't just tell someone if you eat this fish that I'm gonna make you cook because I can't be asked. You're gonna get all the knowledge in the world. It's like, oh sick deal, I guess, you know. Um Guess what happens? Well, I mean I'm assuming he eats the fish like any rational person. No, 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 not quite. Accidentally. So when he was cooking it, um, he accidentally, like, I think the water splashed out, burnt his thumb. Sucks his thumb in like an instinctive Oh, outburgery. come on. <laughs> and that, according to the laws of folklore, counted as eating it. I mean, if it's got molecules from the salmon on, I guess that counts as like, consuming it. No, no, I'm thinking, is this more like homeopathy? That they've diluted Ooh, it. Oh, yeah. Like the fish in water. If they'd done that a couple more times, would he have like... Extremely the... diluted knowledge, yeah. yeah. Or, by extremely diluting it, it becomes more exactly. knowledge. All the knowledge. Um, unsurprisingly, Re- Fionn gets the magical powers. Mm-hmm. Finnegus realises he's cocked up and is like, right, just finish it. And from then on, Fionn Mc- oh, Finn McCool. <laughs> also sounds like a Monster Factory creation. <laughs> Had the entire knowledge of the world. Which may or may not come use in our next two stories. Oh gosh! The um, like if I'd seen this earlier, this possibly would have been a character in the um, mm-hmm. the, the arc. Um, Alien Mac Mignan, uh, Midgana. Let's try that again for the audience. Alien Mac Midgana, a fire-breathing goblin from another world. Don't bring more fire into this podcast, Jim. Please, I am begging you. That is the last thing we need right now. <laughs> so, um, he came from Mel, uh, Magmel, which is kind of Ireland's version of Valhalla. Cool. For those who don't know, that is the Norse afterlife where badass warriors go when they die in battle. So, let's picture this fire-breathing goblin mm-hmm. who is a badass warrior, according to where he came from. What does he do? How would you picture him causing havoc? Uh, I mean, maybe just setting fire to towns that I assume are built out of wood, you know? But there's a middle step. How do you stop people putting out the fires? Did he, like, drink all the water? (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm very tired. Weird you should say that. That's how he did it. He played magical harp music that oh. sent the villagers and all the citizens asleep. Oh, no, I thought he was just going to burn down the houses, but oh, did no. he just... Oh, no. Ooh. Like, I'm not sure. Like, reading through it, I couldn't work out, did he burn it with the people in them? Or did he like make the people sleep, take them out, and, and then and burn then it down, burn, yeah. put them back in the same place, and have them wake up in like, you know, the ashes of their, their own home? Very well, confused. So, he got well known um, by causing havoc in the town of Tara, um, as they celebrated Samhain, which to us is Halloween. It is indeed. But to them, it is more of a celebration at the end of the harvest and the start of winter. 
And what you do is you shred some sweet licks. And send As you everyone do. to Sleepy Town. Just the world's best bard, really. Oh, yeah. And then once all the King's Guards were asleep, he set everything on fire <laughs> with his fire breath. That's so good. I mean, it's not good, but it's pretty sick. And then after that, he'd bugger off back to his fairy mound, Atid Finnecade. Yes. So These pronunciations, big, man. <laughs> big fairy hill. That's good. So, Finn, wanting to prove himself, wanting some allies, mm-hmm. went to the the High King, which I think is the real reason they were all sleepy. King's just really high. Blaze it, 420. Um, made a bit of a deal with him saying, look, if I deal with everyone's favourite fire-grieving goblin, mm-hmm. Aline, I get to be the leader of the Fianna, which are your group of badass warriors. Nice. Pretty good. I mean, he didn't go full on, I'm going to be the king, which I think is, he's still pretty respectful. Finn McCool, he's, you know, keeping keeping the respect alive. So, um, he had a bit of a chat with all the uh, the Fianna, and one of them, called Fiatcha, had a magical poison spear. And, I quote the, quote the stories, he didn't know how to use it. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was like a christening gift or something. Like, not a christening gift, obviously. But, you know, that kind of thing. Like, you've just had it your whole life. You don't really know what it is. Well, it's got this pointy end covered in goo. Do I, like, like poke with I it? mean, maybe he was, wasn't was trained to use spears. Maybe he was, like, a really good swordsman. And he's just got this spear hanging around at home. And he's like, I mean, maybe one day I'll, you know, learn how to use that. But right now we've got this goblin running around. So I guess i got to use my sword. So... You know, I won't blame him too much. He's just really specialised skills-wise, you know? So, we now go on to Fian McCool with the entirety of the world's knowledge thanks to magical fish. Magical fish, magical hazelnuts, leprechaun. What do you think he did with the spear? Well, I'm assuming he stabbed the, the goblin dude. We're missing out a step. <laughs> how, how did he use the spear so he didn't fall asleep? Did he did he get a giant I mean, you know, this is what I'd do. Make a giant bow and then put the spear so it hits him before he even gets the town. I like that, but sadly not. I'm sorry, I just have to bring bows into everything, so you know would be proud. Yeah. All my D and D characters will be proud. But uh yeah, I, I really have no clue. I feel like I keep jumping a step ahead. Um he Started huffing the spear. Okay. Um, yeah. Turns out that poison had a similar effect to Red Bull. Excellent. So, sniffed the spear, kept himself all nice Keep yourself awake. awake, yeah. And then, as you so rightly predicted, stabbed the ever-loving shit out of Aline when he came into town. Excellent. And thus, he gained the leadership of the Fianna. Finn McCool, all the knowledge, leader of some cool warriors, poison expert, apparently. I mean, I guess he is if he's got all the knowledge in the world. He's just really killing it right now. So, it does go, like, I know you seem to love and respect Finn McCool here. I mean, it's it's folklore, so I assume it's going to go downhill at some point, especially as it's Irish folklore. I don't know if downhill is the right way. It just goes even more folklorically stupid. 
I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I love folklore. It's why we do this podcast, you know? So, let me tell you the third and final story of Finn McCool. I'm so ready. I call this one Finn McCool and the Giant's Causeway. Excellent. I know that place. See, this is why if we had Emily on the episode, she could have told, or they could have told us the entire geological history. And then I would have told them, no, they're wrong. It's Finn McCool. It's Finn McCool. So, um, our story begins with the ultimate dick swinging contest. Um, Finn McCool, mm-hmm. representing Ireland, mm-hmm. and for Bonnie Scotland, it was Ben and Donna, always known as the Red Man, Giant of Scotland. Oh, that's really good. We've got Finn McCool versus the Red Man. This definitely sounds like a wrestling match. Don't worry, it gets more wrestling. It all starts with them somehow slagging each other off across the Irish Sea. That's relatable. I would do that. If someone I hated was over in Ireland, I would find a way to shout. But bear in mind, these are giants, so probably just a regular shout reached that far. Yeah, true. True. Um, so Finn, wanting to up the game and being the ultimate face. That's mm-hmm. a wrestling term, right? It is, yeah. Um... Decided, okay, how the hell do I get across? I can't be out swimming. Mm-hmm. No boat's big enough for me. <laughs> so he... I mean, made some steps, I guess. Built the entirety of the Giant's Causeway using rocks from County Antrim. You think building a boat would be slightly less effort than that? But is it as good flair? I mean, if you built a really cool boat, it would be really nice, you know? It depends what you're going for, I guess. And more about, you know, something looking nice and, like, brute strength. Not that Giant's Causeway doesn't look nice, but it's like, I chucked a load of rocks versus I made this cool boat, you know? Oh, for those who don't actually know what the Giant's Causeway is, this might be time for me to mention it. Uh, the Giant's Causeway is this bizarre, sort of, like, geological formation that's a load of, like, hexagonal pillars that rise out the ground around Cantrantrum that you can kind of walk across like a bridge. It looks really cool. I'd like to go someday. Um, so, after building it, Finn decided, right, I'm going to test this bug around and walked over to Scotland. As you do. Instantly regrets it. <laughs> the Red Man, or Ben and Donna, giant of Scotland, is significantly bigger than Finn Oh McCool. no, Finn... <laughs> Small man syndrome kicks in, <laughs> and he pegs it back to Ireland. Aww. Well, I hope the red man is also doing okay. Though, you know. sadly, that was all good on the run back. Managed to lose a shoe. Oh. And that is now a landmark in Ireland. Aww. There's a big stone that looks like his shoe. That's really good. I like that. While he pegged it, I assume giants also have, like, magical supervision. I mean, it would go with everything else that he's got going on, so why not? Ben and Donna spots him and follows him back to his home in Fort Allen in County Kildare. Oh no. So, oh yeah, just to put into perspective how giant this giant is, as um, Ben and Donna approached, the sound of his footsteps was so loud that people from like miles around were forced to put moss in their ears to deafen the sound of the giant approaching as he got closer. I think even if something was that loud, I don't think it would make me put moss in my ears. That sounds disgusting. (laughs) Imagine if there was a bug in there. You can't make me do that. So, this is where it gets interesting. He's liked it. Finn's liked it back to his wife. Mm -hmm. Unar. 
who is the proper MVP of this story. Excellent. So, between Amazing Wife and the guy with all the knowledge all in the, the brains, world. All the brains, yeah. They come up with a plan. A plan. Pitch me your best plans. Uh, well, if he's big, right? I mean, this is just what I do, being a small person. you got to go for the knees, right? I'd say you steal that poison spear from your mate again. You just stab him in the knee. Then he's down on the ground and you can just tie him up. And like, I assume as a, you know, you're still a giant. I assume mm. you're strong enough to like, just kind of carry him back and you can just chuck him back across into Scotland, you know? That's give my you, plan. Give you one more plan. Uh, I mean, I guess the other plan is... Um, Give you a clue. He is going to use um, the ultimate bluff check. God, I really don't know. You see, that's more more up my street. But, you know, thinking thinking about a giant taking on another giant, I really don't know how how he'd bluff, bluff his way out of that, to be honest. Okay. Step one. Okay, just in case you guys do need to hide from giants, your first step is... Grab a load of bed sheets and blankets. Mm-hmm. Wrap your baby, wrap your giant in blankets and disguise them as a baby. Okay. And then put them in the bath to simulate a cot. <laughs> you know. Viewer knows everything. Owner of all the world's knowledge. This is his plan. I mean, if he's the owner of all the world's knowledge and this is his plan, then I trust him. You know, I I trust him. So yeah, then, what's going on? Unsurprisingly, Ben and Donna finds them, and Ugna, rolling a nat 20 in bluff, mm-hmm. is like, no, 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 the hubby's out hunting deer. Come in, have a snack. I'll look, <laughs> while you're waiting for him, I'll cook you dinner. Oh, God. It's like, I'll make you uh, Finn McCool's favourite meal. Is it salmon? <laughs> what is his favourite meal? His favourite, his... I'm going to say this in air quotes mm-hmm. because this is an audio podcast and no one can see the giant air quotes mm-hmm. I'm doing. It says griddle bread baked with iron griddle baked inside it. Okay, yeah. So, I big mean, hunks of metal. If you're anemic, I guess I guess it helps. Unsurprisingly, when Ben and Donna tries to eat it, he breaks three of his front teeth. Yeah, as you would. This is then followed on by hard fat nailed to a block of red timber. So we're looking at like Ooh. red timber would be. No, what the hell would red timber be in Scotland? Actually, that'd probably be something like a mahogany. See, yeah. Yeah. So, that loses two third of teeth. Oh, that's a lot of teeth down. We're like three, five teeth five down teeth. now. Oh, that's a lot. So this is the look how tough my husband is. This is the stuff he can do, and his mm. teeth are fine. I don't know if this is because he's a giant. Or I think a... this is switching from deception to pure intimidation at this point, like, you know. Or just showing off really good oral health care. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. Um, they then, we get a full-on Cribs episode. Mm-hmm. And Ugna shows Ben and Donna around the house. And I'm not quite sure why, but he seems to have a load of giant novelty weapons kicking around the place. And I Same. can't, I read through it and I can't work out why, but they're like, look at this, like, spear that's taller than, like, two of you. I mean, maybe he's a big Final Fantasy fan, maybe he's a cosplayer, you know, there's a lot Here of different reasons. Here is the reasons. Buster Sword, to scale, Yeah, there's to a, a lot, giant. Of, lot of different reasons you'd have giant weapons hanging about, you know. I'm not one to judge. But then comes the final bluff. 
Ugna introduces um, Ben and Donna to her son. Nice. Which is? A baby in a bathtub. This is Finn the baby in a bathtub. So good. So this is where, yet again, being folklore, stories kind of divide themselves a bit. Mm -hmm. One is Ben and Donna runs back to Scotland thinking, oh God, this guy is the ultimate hard ass if that's the size of his baby. Mm -hmm. Two, um, I don't know, two people do this to babies, like poke them in the face and try to get them to bite a finger. Or babies occasionally. I don't know. I don't understand babies. I don't spend a lot of time around small children, I've got to say. <laughs> but... I think I'd probably try that, though. I don't know. He's got, like, magic bird-flicking powers. Mm -hmm. But Finn bit off um, Ben and Donna's middle finger. Oh, my God. So he's now down five teeth <laughs> and a middle finger. But not only just a regular old middle finger, a magic middle finger. Like mine, you mean? Um, unfortunately, that middle finger had all his power in. Oh, fuck. I mean... So he was then depowered by giant babies. There's a lot to take in here. Um, so, one way or another, he pegs it back to Scotland. Mm -hmm. Finn, our cool lad, in one final flex, rips out a large hunk of ground and throws it after Ben and Donna to scare him off. Mm-hmm. That's now the Island Man. Oh, that's nice. So... This is where I suddenly realised, God, how big is this bloke if he can throw that? I mean, the Isle of Man isn't that big, but it is... Still a landmass. Still big, yeah. I mean, there are roads and schools and stuff there, you know? It is its own place, so... But not only did they create the entirety of the Isle of Man, mm -hmm. that big hole then filled up with water and became Loch Dirk, the largest lake in Ireland. Nice. I mean, you know... Maybe in a new lake, there'll be a new big salmon, you know, new hazelnut tree, get some more knowledge. Why not? Okay, one final section. How does he die? I was wondering when we were going to get to how he dies. I thought it might be the last story, but I guess we're finally here. Maybe he was too cool to die and the gods eventually just went, you know what, you've got to give other people a chance. Do you want to come chill? So close. <laughs> Come on then, tell me. He's not dead. He's oh. Him and the Fianna are just asleep. Oh, cool. Nice. I like those I like those kind of that kind of stuff, so yeah. They they according to folklore are still asleep to this day. Mm -hmm. And when Ireland is at its greatest peril, they will all awaken and kick ass. Gotta say I'm kind of concerned that that hasn't happened yet, given all the island has gone through in the many centuries since this but yet again folklore being folklore there's two there's, some people think it's just at the time of Ireland's greatest need mm -hmm. some say you also need to blow there the hunting horn of the Fianna okay so I'm maybe I'm not quite sure where that is so that's possibly why we've not seen them yet I mean if there's any any Irish listeners please just you know maybe maybe go find it just you know see if there's a cool horn hanging about you know why well, not wait, worst comes to the worst we have a new giant friend yeah why not you know Honestly, can't get any worse at this point, so that's pretty cool. I do I, I do like that he couldn't just die. No. You can't kill off the cool ones. Mm-hmm. Finn McCool. The literal McCool ones. Actual lad. So sadly, as you can see, this is why Finn McCool was only mentioned in passing <laughs> in the um this current arc. Because if he was in it, he would have just one shotted everything. Yeah, I was one. thinking if Finn McCool 
you know, was actually in this, Gashburz would have probably said something slightly rude to him and he'd have probably ended up stamping on the whole crew before they even met Izteth, actually, because the whole thing with Kathleen, that was before I was even mm. in in the podcast. So uh, it might have just been a one-person show at that point, oh, just right. me me and you like this, but just Izteth's forest adventures, you know? Which Today be... I saw a branch. It was kind of moldy. <laughs> it's like Gardener's World, but <laughs> in a decaying forest, yeah. And so with that, I think it's time to head over to... Are mentioning stuffs. Yes. The mid-episode break, as you will. <laughs> Jasmine, please come back. We need what you. What an amazing segue <laughs> to this. Hi there, lovely listeners, and welcome to Elle's Ursher adventure. This is the first mid-episode break without jazz. And it's it's showing. It's going really well. (laughs) So first of all, before we get into anything else, uh, we just kind of want to say uh, apologies um, that we haven't had a kind of normal episode out for a little bit. Uh, This this couple of months have been really busy for all of us uh, with changing jobs, uh, uni work, going away. Yeah, I bugger off on Sunday to the south of France for a fortnight. I'm starting university at the end of this month and moving to London, which is terrifying. Um, And Jazz is starting, you know, Teacher teacher training. We all have a lot of things going on right now. So um, we are trying to find the time to record. It's just proving a little bit difficult. So that's why we're bringing you a myth adventure episode. We, you know, wanted to kind of keep keep the podcast alive, keep it going. Um, we might have um, a random role episode out at some time, depending on schedules. Uh, we recorded some of those a, a bit ago and it was really, really fun. So I'd love to share those with you. And uh, we have also been uh, streaming on Twitch. We've done a couple of Twitch streams. The first one we played uh, Jackbox games, uh, which was really fun. Uh, Some uh, listeners came and joined us, which was uh, super fun. And then last 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 week, week, as of recording, uh, you, uh, Jim and Jazz, played Dream Daddy Um, and made... It's Teth's dad, so... <laughs> got me going there. Yeah. And you also missed me doing... Attempting terrible, terrible voices, which will never again be used in this podcast. Yeah, no, please just stick to the generic northern burly man voice. It's better for everyone, oh, I've got I to say. I will learn. We um, will get varied accents. <laughs> Someday. Uh, but yeah, just kind of wanted to keep you all updated as to where we are. Um, we do want to get an episode out as soon as possible. Um, and once that happens, we will be posting about it on all our social media. Jim. Where can people find us on social media? So, our usual haunts. Twitter is the Moose Adventurers. So, MS Adventurers. Uh, Instagram is the Misadventures Podcast. It is indeed. Facebook is also the Misadventures Podcast. We never update that, but yes, we're still there, technically. We have a page on the Darkmoor Podcast Network, because we're part of that. Um, and that's 
there yeah you can also find uh, you can also email us if you have any suggestions for further myth adventures episodes or uh, any questions for a q a episode you want to do anything else at all at the uh misadventures at uh, misadventures podcast at gmail.com and yeah you mentioned the darkmore podcast oh, yeah. network so uh just a bit more detail it's a network we have with how friends roll amazing dd podcast oh no Advantage. Advantage, amazing DD podcast, and Fun But Why, yes. which is a video game podcast. Yeah. So um, those are the three podcasts on the network, and we you know obviously we're one as well. Uh, they have we have a website, uh, Dartmoor Podcast Network. Is dartmoorpodcast.com? I think so. It is yeah. podcast.com. Um and um, there's also a Discord uh, chat where you can come join us. Uh, there's a link on our Twitter. You can also find it on the website. Um, if you can't find it, just drop us a message um, where you can come join us. We uh, have chats. There's specific sections for all the different podcasts, but there's also just, you know, um, the channels section, where we can just chat. cool. And just the water cooler, we have a good natter. Yeah, if just have a good chat. If you ever want to chat with any of us, we are, well, I practically live on there. Same. Yeah, you can you can always find us on there. It's a lot of fun, uh, so don't hesitate to come join us. Um, I think that's everything that we have to cover yeah. this week. So that's everything. I think it's time to get back to some good Irish folklore yeah, for this back. episode of The, the Myth, Myth Adventurers. Adventurers. Yay. Hey, hey. So where are we going in part two of our Irish escapade? So I figured this would be not so much following the life of one person. Mm-hmm. We're going to do quick fire rounds. Okay, um, I'm ready. But we're going to focus on the thing that's popped up a lot at the moment in the podcast, but you've never seen, only heard. Okay. Faye. Yes. We haven't haven't met them yet. So I figured I'd cover... Probably the most well-known one, starting with the most well-known Irish fae. Don't ask me. I'll give you a clue. You're thinking of Ireland. First thing that comes to mind. I mean, leprechauns. Yeah. I thought you meant a specific leprechaun. I, I was know. like, I mean, there's that guy that you said about with the fishing. <laughs> but apart from that, I don't really know any specific ones. But yes, of course, leprechauns as a as a group. Yeah. yeah. So there's two possible um, paths for the entomology. Mm-hmm. It's either from Lathbrohan. Which is shoemaker. Okay. Or the Luacharan. Uh, Lu- oh my god, I did practice this. <laughs> Luacharaman, which is the Irish for pygmy. Okay. So, the um, the leprechaun are weird because they're the only fae with a job. Are they shoemakers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you guess? Ding, ding, ding. Thousand dollar question. Yeah. And do you know why they're into the shoemaking business? Uh, I mean, I don't really know, but I know there's quite a bit of folklore around enchanted shoes. So are they like enchanting them and making people run around doing stuff? No. They're just nice people that want to earn an honest living? Faye just love to boogie. That's and very valid. They have a slight problem that they go through so many pairs of shoes doing so. Oh, they're like ballet dancers. Yeah, that they have to hire leprechauns oh, to make and repair them. That's great. I like that. Um, it was known, there's one little folkloric snippet, of a woman who had ended up being kidnapped by the Fae and living with them for seven years. Mm-hmm. When she got back, she was fine, except for she danced her toes off. Oh, I mean, 
Mm, there's varying degrees of fine. And really, personally, that is not something that I would count as mm. fine, you know, necessarily. Kind of needed hose. So, if you think of leprechaun, what do you think of? Gold. Where did it come from? A rainbow. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm really bad at Irish folklore. <laughs> I feel well, like I should be better at this. There's a couple of theories and stories of where it came from. One, as you did mention previously, an honest day's work. Yeah. They were very good cobblers. People I mean, if, call them and yeah, if they're cobble. shoemakers, then I guess you're just earning some good dollar, you know? Um, The other idea or theory is that for Ireland, there were supposedly just large hordes of treasure anyway. So, for example, the, um, the most common one would be Viking treasure from mm-hmm. when the Danes rampage through Ireland. Uh-huh. The leprechauns were just fairly good at finding it and hoarded it all. Nice. Maybe they've just got really good metal detectors. Hmm. Maybe they are the metal detectors. Though they are, uh, according to folklore, they do carry two bits of metal on them. Yeah? A silver shilling in one pouch. Okay. And a gold coin in the other. And why do they do that? Silver shilling. Um, They could spend it, and within about five, ten minutes later, it would reappear on them. Neat trick. I mean, I wish I could do that, to be honest. That sounds great. Slightly cheating, but... Yeah, well, you know, sometimes in this in this economy, you've just got to get ahead, yeah. you know. But don't worry about the economy, because what happens when you catch a leprechaun? They give you the gold coin? Yeah. Nice, and then you let them go, just do the thing again? And then what happens to the gold coin? It disappears, I'm assuming. Turns into leaves or dust. You know what? I think I'd like it more if it just disappeared. Can you imagine going home and being like, look, you know, I caught this weird gremlin man and he gave me this gold coin, so I let him go. And then suddenly there's fucking dust all over your kitchen floor. Like, you know. Pockets. Yeah, I think I'd be happier if it just disappeared. At least then I think I just lost it, you know. But yet again, being Irish folklore, there's also the theory that if you catch one, you get three wishes. Yeah, I've heard about that. I, yeah. I, I personally feel that's probably more inspired by like Arabian folklore. I think there's a, no, there's a lot of like folklore around wishes. I think three though is always. Yeah, I think it's just a. I don't really know like the, you know where it really comes from, but it does seem like quite a common thing. Um, I have heard about that to do with leprechauns. Can't remember when, to be honest. But um, but yeah. yet again, also. The really traditional one, that there is the theory that they do lead you to their pot of gold. Mm-hmm. And there is a lovely story that did make me giggle when I read it. So um, a young Irish lad is out, spots a leprechaun, rugby tackles him to the ground and catches him. Mm-hmm. And well, the leprechaun goes, oh, well, yeah, you've caught me. Fair game. I'll take you to the pot of gold. Mm-hmm. Takes him into the deepest, darkest bit of forest, weaving everywhere. No one impossible to find his way out. And goes, well... It's under that tree. Good luck getting it. Mm -hmm. So the lad's like, well, I need to go home and get a shovel. How will I remember this tree? Mm -hmm. They all have a knack of looking kind of similar. Yeah. He's like, well, I've got a red stocking in my pocket, as you do. I mean, always. I'm going to tie it to the tree, leg it home, and get my shovel. Come back, dig it up. Mm -hmm. Leprechaun. Be a nice bloke. I <laughs> promise you're not going to undo that. Don't undo not. the knot, yeah. And leprechaun, okay. If you were the leprechaun, how would you dick the guy over while not breaking your promise? Slip, I mean, try and slip it over the tree and then just put it onto another one. No, 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 no. That's far too sensible. Sorry for my sensible nature. I really don't know. 
hundreds of stockings. Hundreds of trees. Oh, shit. Tie a stocking to every tree. Oh, well, yeah, I was kind of playing with the laws of what, you know, you have on hand to make mischief with, not suddenly making, you know, a fuck ton of red stockings. But if you can do that, I guess, you know, that that is always an option. So, unsurprisingly, guy comes back and is like, Bugger, I guess you win. Now you've got a shovel. You could threaten the leprechaun <laughs> with the shovel until it tells you which tree is the actual tree. Oh, there is a way around that. If you ever do come across a leprechaun, mm-hmm. always cont- maintain eye contact. Always look at it. I hate to say, I can't do that. I'd rather just die. Because Oh no, we're not talking like weeping angels that they will stop moving and eat you. No, I just hate eye contact. Oh, it's just basically, if you don't, they... And vanish. Oh, that's okay. They can do that. They can leave. If I don't have to look them in the eye, that's completely fine. So... What I'm going to do now is we've had the sort of light-hearted intro. Let's go on a downer. The kind of sadder part of Irish Can't folklore. Wait. Excellent, let's go. Second most common bit of Irish folklore. Or oh, creature, anyway. Kelpies. Oh, I should have, but they're not fae. Kind oh. of. Um. I'll give you a clue. Oh, banshees. Banshees. Um... So yeah, the Banshee, it's a really sad story. Yeah, yeah, I do know a bit about Banshees, yeah. So they're, they're known, Banshee comes from, is oh, the Banshee is also known as the Woman of the Fairy Mound, mm-hmm. so part of the fairy backstories, and they are the heralds of death, and will inform you that a member of your family is going to die by shrieking or wailing. Mm-hmm. They are portrayed usually as an old riven tag. Mm-hmm. But sometimes can be not unattractive. Um, it it yet again very story to story. It, the, the other thing I loved about their description is they said to have long silver hair that they'd frequently comb. Same. But because of that, there was a really weird bit of Irish folklore that you should never touch a comb that's been left on the ground. Uh, okay. Because if you do. It might have belonged to a banshee, mm-hmm. and the fae would kidnap you. But what if you want to be kidnapped by the fae? Then touch all the combs you like. I know what I'm doing in my life, you know? But yeah, the um, they actually had a bit of a, a weird origin. Mm-hmm. Um, they came from the Kina, who were women who would sing Kiona deaths at the graves during a funeral, which yeah. would be sort of a sad, melancholic, almost wailing, howling yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was actually a surprisingly good way of making money, if you were good at it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, is. I mean, maybe it still is, but yeah, it definitely was. So, it was a common belief that for an important fan, um, family, the more important you were, you'd hit that sort of point when a bean today or a fairy woman would come and sing by your grave. And it was said that any bean today would sing better than a human, and so it was a sort of sign of privilege. Mm-hmm. And that is where the Banshee came from. It does get really sad, though, that um, all the human keeners, they weren't, like, if you weren't a great one, you normally weren't paid in cash. Yeah. But booze. Yeah. So you would, uh, you'd see many of the uh, keeners who were on in the years would be sort of drunken elderly hags. And... That's where the hag-like appearance of the Banshee's thought to come from. I mean, if you're being paid in alcohol, I mean, mm. it is going to take tolls, you know, eventually. 
Unless you sell the alcohol on. Yeah. Depends if they give, you know, is it like they give you a bottle of wine kind of situation no, where you go to the wake and they just like I, get you drunk? It's probably uh, poutine. Is it poutine? No, no poutine's the oh, no. chips and gravy, um, not chips and gravy, you know what I mean. It's a uh, poutine, I think. Yeah, poutine. No, that's the cat. No, that's no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's like something like that. Um, I bought it for my old English teacher because she kept going on about oh, it. Poutine. Is it is it actually pronounced like P O I T I N? Poutine. Yeah, but is it pronounced that way? Let's ask Wikipedia, <laughs> which is probably not going to work because I'm wearing headphones. Um, poutine. That's it. Yeah. There we go. It's not Pusheen, it's not Poutine. It's not Poochie. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Putin. Um, bear in mind, this is like a traditional Irish moonshine, which is anywhere between 40 to 90% APV. Yeah, it's it's strong. It's got a kick. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Have that effect on people. Yeah. So, we're going to go from a bit sad to some proper Halloween spooktaculars. I'm ready. I'm always ready. I mean, you've seen Isteth. You know, right. I'm ready for this Oh, movie. Isteth does not want to meet our next character. Oh, gosh. Is it more fire? It's... Uh, it's the Dullahan. Oh, yay! <laughs> I actually know about this one. Do you want to uh, explain the basics then? Uh, well, I just know Headless Horseman, That's right? That's the one. You know? So anyone who's seen the bizarre Johnny Depp movie, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow... It's not where I know it from. This is what it's based on. Um, he was known as either the Gan Hien, which is the Headless, or the Dullahan, who took the form of a Headless Horseman. Yeah. Yet again, Irish myth law, mythology folk loving weird, it's either only he was Headless, mm -hmm. or Headless Man, Headless Horse. Oh, that's kind of... What if it was Headless Man, Headless Horse, and at some point they found a man head and a horse head, but then like the horse had the man head well, and the man had the horse head don't worry they do keep the head or the the, the, the man head yeah like doesn't he carry it like under it his, his arm like, yeah yeah either strapped to his belt or under his head his arm yeah and i love the fact that um the head is described to have the patina of moldy cheese or yeasty bread that's very bad or delicious no just bad mm -mm -mm. i'm cheese. glad we didn't meet him <laughs> There's still time for another side quest, Don't I guess. Don't worry, Geshbers does need a new horse. We... Oh, no. And you cannot kill, which is already dead. We can try. We can try, man. I got a cool bow now. I think we're getting a cool a cool sword. We can try and kill what's already being killed. That's the whole aim of this arc, to be honest. Um, He, as with you, doesn't like direct eye contact. I mean, it's a lot easier when you don't have a head. But... How would you deal with direct eye contact? Chop my head off. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're a headless man. How do you stop people looking at you by further chopping <laughs> off their head? Just don't look at them, like, properly. Just look slightly above, you know, or, like, to the side, you know? If you ever um, do come past one, don't look at them because they'll poke your eyes out using... Their head, no... <laughs> <laughs> but no, 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 we're getting close. Bit below the head. I mean, the hands, I guess. Bit oh. between the hands. No. <laughs> further up, L. Oh, I was like, what? What's, what's further up on the... What? They used a human spine as a whip. 
For those that's not who can't funny, but yet like, again. That's not the first thing I was thinking of when you say below the hands and you're like, no, 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 up. The only body part that was coming to mind was like, you know, like the chest. And I was like, wait, are they just like thrusting oh, someone's I eyes? I thought you were both looking further down. No, at, the, at first I was thinking was further like, down. Well, definitely why we can't have a headless horse woman. Yeah, well, I was. Oh, well, I mean, maybe, oh, yeah. you know, we are trans-inclusive we're, we're, on this we're podcast. We're progressive. Um, podcast. Yes, we are. Um... But honestly, yeah, I, I really didn't know what you were trying to get at then. The spine whip thing is cool, though, and I wish I could do that to people. But don't worry, he might not be, like, looked at, but they're very good at looking because they have super sight. Is, is, it, is it sight or is it more like a daredevil kind of situation? Well, it's more they can stare across, like, vast distances and find the dead. Oh, that's cool. I mean, Isseth kind of has that power. The whole favourite enemy thing, you know? Um, but yeah, the Headless Horseman's favourite enemy is everyone. Valid. Anyone who's about to die. They have a similar thing to the Banshee where they only really go after people who are about to kick the bucket. But I think in this case, he's the one who's going to make them kick the bucket. So it I seems think a bit like there are probably a lot of people like that in Medieval Island. Mm. So I think he was probably doing good business. If you do know you're getting chased by Headless Horseman, you're a bit out of luck. They can't, they're, they're sort of like the unmovable, the unstoppable object. <laughs> I am the immovable force. <laughs> so, like, locks won't stop them. They have some sort of magic lockpicking ability. Gates won't stop them. Gates will just open as they come clear. Definitely isn't going to be my, my night burst tonight. Definitely not. But don't worry. Oh no, you might not be safe. They do have one great weakness. Mm -hmm. God! Yeah, they don't like gold. Oh. I was. I, I thought was, you said God. I was like, God, well, I'm not very no. religious. So. I was looking just to see, were you wearing any sort of goldish jewellery? Oh, no. Even if now. I did, I mean, it's all like really cheap. So nothing nothing actually gold, unfortunately. Except my hair. Maybe that counts. Uh, no, it needs to be proper goldy gold. Yeah, I don't have any of that, unfortunately. That's interesting, though, because I think a lot of folklore, when it comes to face stuff especially, um, they have an issue with silver. Mm. So it's interesting that it's... That's quite uh, a lot of, like, lycanthrope and stuff. Yeah, but also, um, like, fairies and a lot of fae things. Um, so that's quite interesting that it's um, kind of gold. Maybe it's because they're more... Like, they're harder to defeat, mm. so you need a more expensive metal. And then do we have to go to, like, platinum? Yeah, I mean, who are we trying to defeat with that, you know? No. Because oh. if you've got someone who's like, you know, I can get through any door, any gate, yeah. I will keep chasing you. I will whip your eyes out with my own spine and you can't chop my I head off. I think that was someone else's spine that they were kind of Oh, using. right. I thought they like took their own spine out, whipped them and then put it back in. I was like, that's really cool. <laughs> well, no, because the body would just go floppy. Well, I mean... There's, uh, come you, back! There's they're like, already dead! Big body. <laughs> I feel like the laws of, you know, what's normal for a body don't matter anymore when you're carrying your own head under your arm, I'm you know? i this lovely mental image of like this floppy body on this headless horse <laughs> going down a path with this wicked one on the head and the other and this jelly toss having whipped around, <laughs> juggling around everywhere. That's horrific. <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, another reason maybe to avoid Ireland at night. One of, one of many that we've outlined on this podcast. Okay, I've just come across this one on Wikipedia mm -hmm. and it needs to be mentioned purely because the name it came up with originally was yeah just made me giggle really intense research here jim lots of lots of preparation just, for this podcast all but this were just there's actual notes for everything except the last one mm -hmm. because it made me giggle when i saw it right now let's get to it then
we're going to tell the story of the Joint Eater. Oh, same. This is not some sort of like arthritic ghost monster. No, that's me. Um, or someone that's 420 compliant. That's Jazz. The Joint Eater, or the Alplucher, is a type of fairy who sits invisibly and consumes half of the victim's food. That's great. It's like an easy way to lose weight. Though you don't really want it to go. I mean, that's just a tapeworm. It's a tapeworm, but doesn't really go tapeworm yeah. death. If you fall asleep near a river or a bank or a lake, mm -hmm. it takes the form of a newt and crawls inside of your mouth. Okay. And... Ugh. But they don't feed on... It's not... The, there's arguments again. Do they feed on the food itself? Mm -hmm. Or the quintessence of food? The energy. Of food. Um, I'm going for that because it sounds very Voltron. I just like the idea of them... You, you're trying to eat cake and then you're like... You try to swallow it when it's not there and it's because there's this fucking newt in your mouth just eating cake. I'm just imagining it like... Um, I don't know if you've seen Family Guy? No, because I love myself. Oh, yeah, there's one where Peter, for some strange reason, grows a beard and keeps a lot of birds in it. And every time he tries okay. to eat one of the birds, go, and like, grabs uh, the popcorn out of his hand. Is this where we get the expression frog in your throat, or is that an entirely separate thing? I don't know, but I feel like a joint eater in the throat doesn't quite have the same ring. No, but if it turns into a newt, I mean, mm. you know, not sure. Um, But yeah, it does sound like a good dietary aid, because anyone haunted by it will never grow fat. That's great. Like, as long as you don't want, you're okay with having one of these garbage monsters in your gob. You should be fine. I mean, honestly, looking at some of the like fad diets that are out there, it could fit right in with that. And on Wikipedia itself, see also so the related ones, tapeworm. I mean, yeah, there you go. This you is know? fantasy tapeworm. Fantasy tapeworm. Dreams <laughs> come true. true. No more meals for you. <laughs> I mean, if it works, it works, you know? So, but don't worry. you like It actually doesn't seem that bad because there's a cure. Okay. So there was a, there was a tale of a farmer who... Fell asleep fell by asleep, a river, I'm guessing. You know. Gob. How would you get rid of your mouth, your mouth fairy? Well, first of all, I say these people must be pretty heavy sleepers because I wake up if someone like walks around in the room next to me. If there was a newt crawling in my mouth... I would definitely be awake. I don't know, they might have the same sort of thing as the magical fire goblin, where they can just make you go to sleep. Yeah, but I think that would wake me up, you mm. know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I guess if there's a newt in your mouth, you just put your hand in there and grab it. You know? Nope. Salted meat. Nice. Metric but tons of salted meat. I mean, tough shit if you're a vegetarian, I guess. Because I don't think it's going to work very well with... No, I don't know. If you had some, like, really salty crisps. Yeah, I mean, if it's the salt element that's mm. the issue, which I guess if it's a newt, yeah. probably is the salt. You could just... Yeah, anything with salt. So mm. the idea is, eat a load of salty food. Mm -hmm. Don't drink, because that's going to hydrate the mouth joint mm -hmm. eater. And then go back to a running stream or lake and keep your mouth open. <laughs> Just so you basically like gotta go to the butchers, grab a, a, a metric ton of meat, eat all of that, and then walk, run, run through town yeah. like ah. 
<laughs> to the river and then just lie there with your mouth open and pray it works, yeah. you know? And then it'll hopefully uh, it gets so thirsty that it kind of uh-huh. blah out. What if what if it takes so long though that it and does crawl out, but in. then you fall asleep and another one? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> but then I want to know because it eats like half your food mm. does it then you get no nutrients or do the two of them share a quarter of your food no Each. no so like one goes out and then the other one oh, comes in oh so it's in. not like two of them in at the no, same time no it's not like two in at the same time it's like that one leaves mm. but you you fall asleep because it's taking so long so another one then comes in but no would they have like fantasy Yelp reviews it's like one star too salty would not sleep here maybe maybe you know Maybe it's like vamp- I, I assume vampires do but that no, kind of thing. Vampires, so. you have to invite in. Well, yeah, but I assume they also have reviews Dude. of people. You know, I just feel that's a thing. If I was a vampire, I'd definitely be be up on that. Like some sort of restaurant review. Or... Yeah, I mean, if we ever play like Vampire the Masquerade, you know, if we ever play that, that's the character I'm playing. Or is it going to be like our King of Slavity, who is also a vampire? Oh, true. Yeah, we do have a vampire in this yeah. game. <laughs> I forgot we've been doing so many side quests to actually deal with him that, you know, I forgot he was actually there. Not that Isteth's actually met him, so, you know, we just got to get a cool sword to go kill him, I guess. Though I think we have gone, as per usual, to the drop track. Well, I think think we've stuck fairly, I think we've stuck quite well to the the folklore. I think... Four interesting monsters yeah. and a very interesting dude. Finn McCool. Finn McCool, the coolest dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think I've I've learned something new. I think you have, given the fact you were browsing Wikipedia during this. Um, One article. You still learned something yeah. tonight, Jim. I think we've all learned something. I hope you've all learned something from this, and that you've enjoyed listening to us ramble on for an hour or so. Um, yeah. So yeah, for either this or when we start the the future arcs, if there is folklore you think is interesting. Please give me a heads up because even if I don't use it in the podcast, I will have a flick through because I just find it quite interesting. Yeah, I think there's always there's always too much stuff to put in the podcast. It would get mm. it would get too kind of cluttered, well, and you know you need a good arc. But you know it's so much so much fun to do these episodes and to kind of take mm. the time to read round a little bit. You know the stuff that we can't put in. This would just be a podcast about Fantasy Island, and we would never leave Island. <laughs> yeah, that's Ted's goal, to be honest. And there so... is far, far too much um, interesting folklore in the world to stay in one country for too long. True, very true. Which we'll hopefully cover the next time we do the Misadventurers. I was going to say Myth Adventurers. Oh fuck! <laughs> and scene. scene. <laughs>